Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the podcast. So today we have a topic that may catch you a little bit off guard. Now we're talking about next year. We're talking about 2024. So I want to ask you a question. Is it possible? Is it possible that a leader can be too smart for the team's good? And is there a peril to having a solo, brilliant leader on the team? And as you can imagine, there might be some benefit to having brilliant leaders at the helm of the organizations in our orbit. But I want you to consider the dark side. I want to challenge you to think about the concern that you should have if you are the leader of an organization and you are the most intelligent person in the room most of the time. So hang on, enjoy the ride. You don't want to miss the ending. There's something special for you there. But I have to ask you the question. Are you the most intelligent person on the team you lead? Be honest with yourself, because if so, the team may get held back by your knowledge. And by not finding people with more intellectual horsepower, you may be the reason the team will not achieve anything more significant in 2024. Hmm. When discussing the concept of a leader being the most intelligent person in the room, it's so important to consider both the advantages and the significant dangers and limitations that that situation can present. And while intelligence is undoubtedly an asset in leadership, it can also lead to various issues affecting team dynamics, innovation, and the way you make decisions. So this podcast is an exploration of the dangers and limitations of you or someone you know or someone you care about or someone that you want to help being the smartest person on their team. So here's the first risk. It's the risk of autocratic leadership. Now, centralized decision-making is an issue. But when a leader is significantly more knowledgeable than team members, there's a risk that the team may centralize decision-making, relying less on the input and expertise of others, and yes, just relying on the leader. Let the leader make all the decisions. And this reality can stifle innovation and responsiveness as decisions get filtered through, here's the problem, a single point of view. Another risk is diminished team autonomy. Team leaders may feel over-relied on the leader for answers and direction, leading to decreased autonomy and increased dependency. This environment can slow the process as teams wait for guidance rather than take initiative. I'm working with a leader now. His team is hopelessly addicted to his intelligence because he can answer questions about all the different functions within the organization. And I believe they are waiting to see what decision he will make or even worse, they're trying to make decisions that they think he will support. 
So keep that in mind. So here's another issue, suppression of team input and creativity. And that means intimidation and reluctance to share ideas. Team members might feel intimidated by the leader's intelligence and refrain from sharing innovative ideas or constructive criticism. This feeling can severely limit the diversity of ideas and creative problem solving. And then, of course, undervaluing team contributions. A leader considered the most intelligent might undervalue the contributions of others, missing out on valuable insights and perspectives that could benefit the team and project outcomes. Now, this also leads to significance in what we call communication gaps. And what that means is complexity and explanation. Knowledgeable leaders might communicate in ways that are too complex or advanced for their team members, leading to misunderstandings and inefficiencies. So this happens when someone is too smart for their own good. They don't realize that everyone is not thinking at the same level at the same time and at the same velocity that they are. And this disconnect can alienate teams and create a disconnect between the leader's expectations and the team's understanding. Another gap comes from a lack of empathy and understanding. If a leader is not empathetic or fails to understand the skill level of their team, they might set unrealistic expectations or fail to provide the necessary support for development opportunities. Uh, Maybe they think the team is more capable than they really are. And this, in turn, leads to overcompetence and complacency. In other words, you're overconfident in your team's ability. And what that generates is a lack of external input. A brilliant leader might become overconfident in their capabilities and ideas, neglecting external advice or failing to seek diverse perspectives. This overconfidence can lead to a lack of critical feedback and an increase in unchallenged, potentially flawed decisions. Now, you know, if you follow this podcast, I have the most dangerous words in business. The four most dangerous words are my business is different. And this is usually a reflection of the arrogance of someone thinking that they're doing it their way because their business is different. Well, folks, at the core, all businesses are the same. And most human beings are far more similar than dissimilar. And this idea of different as an excuse not to grow and learn is not uncommon. And then another uh, issue with overconfidence is a resistance to change. Overconfidence can, well, it can result in resistance to change or adaptability as the leader may believe their strategies and knowledge are superior and infallible. It's the curse of knowledge. We're doing it the best way. Well, I challenge leaders to always look for a best plausible alternative. Now, here's another danger. It creates a non-conducive learning environment, meaning that you can inhibit team development. And this is how it happens. When a leader is always the most knowledgeable, team members might feel there is little room for growth and development. This belief can lead to a stagnant team environment where learning and development become minimized. And of course, you probably realize where that takes us next, and that's a lack of succession planning. By relying heavily on a leader's intelligence, this creates a void when they leave or are unavailable. 
and without fostering a shared knowledge and leadership development culture, the team might struggle to function effectively in their absence. This is the genius with a thousand helpers that uh, we've heard of in the past. Lee Iacocca was the genius with a thousand helpers. He was the only smart one on his team. Everyone else was just a pawn to work at his discretion. So how do we mitigate these risks? How do we deal with this intelligence issue that we're talking about in this podcast? So the first way is to foster a culture of collaboration. Encourage open communication and idea sharing regardless of hierarchy. And this means that leaders should actively seek and value input from all team members to foster a more inclusive and innovative environment. I even coach some leaders to to speak last. Don't give your idea or opinion or strategy first until everyone that has an idea has spoken in the room. Here's another way to mitigate, mitigate the risks. Emphasize continuous learning. Leaders should promote learning and development within the team, encouraging members to acquire new skills and knowledge. And what this will do, it will help balance the knowledge within the team and reduce dependency on a single individual. Look, I'll be cold-blooded with you. I would not hire someone who is not continuously learning away from work. If they're not reading books, podcasts, listening to books, if they're not doing that on their own, well, I would consider them to be ripe and rotting as opposed to green and growing. So here's another way to mitigate the risk. Adopt a servant leadership style. Instead of positioning themselves as the sole fountain of knowledge, leaders should focus on serving their team, providing guidance, support, and resources to help them reach their potential. Don't you love that? And another way to mitigate the risk is to use emotional intelligence. Leaders should be aware of their communication style and how it affects the team. And by being empathetic or adjusting their communication to be more accessible, they can ensure all team members feel valued and understood. I mean, if you're an intimidating personality, then you're going to, by your very nature, minimize input from others. So you need to be emotionally aware. I work with one leader. He's a huge guy. And I tell him, you're huge. You're loud. You have a you have a deep voice. I said, you're going to scare people and you need to understand your limitations as a leader because of the persona that you have. Now, next to mitigate risk is to encourage external networking and mentoring. And by creating opportunities for team members to seek external mentors, networks, coaches, mastermind groups, leaders can introduce new ideas and perspectives to the team, mitigating the risks associated with a single point of intelligence. Now, here's another point. While having a brilliant leader can benefit individuals and their organization, One must know the dangers and limitations. If you're smart and a leader, know your limitations. Balancing the leader's intelligence with a collaborative, inclusive, and learning-focused team is vital to mitigating these risks and assuring a dynamic, innovative, and successful team. And look here. Listen to this. This is really important. It's also essential to address the strategy of hiring individuals who possess more excellent knowledge or intelligence in specific domains than the leader. 
Let me say that again. You have to hire people who are smarter than you about their individual domains. And this can significantly mitigate many risks associated with a leader's solo intelligence and contribute to a more balanced and effective team dynamic. So here's an exploration of why hiring more intelligent team members in essential functions can be beneficial. And by the way, this is one of the things that I'm helping most of the leaders I coach work through right now because they wouldn't be in the position they are in many cases without being brilliant, intelligent, super informed human beings. So how do we enhance team competency and innovation? First, specialized expertise. By hiring more knowledgeable individuals in specific areas, a team can access specialized expertise the leader may not possess. This diversity of knowledge can lead to more innovative solutions and a more comprehensive understanding of your business challenges and opportunities. Now, another way to mitigate this is stimulating intellectual challenge. A team of highly competent individuals can provide intellectual stimulation and challenge to a leader, preventing complacency and encouraging continuous learning and improvement. Now, here's a really important point for you to remember. This may not happen organically on the inside. I'm working with leadership teams in 2024, and we are going to practice in a controlled environment verbal sparring so that they will be able to verbally spar with each other comfortably when I'm not present to help the team work through this new skill that many have to develop. Now, here's another thing to consider. It's balancing decision-making and reducing risk. We need diverse perspectives. Team members with more significant expertise in their respective domains bring different perspectives different perspectives to problem solving, different perspectives to decision making. This diversity can lead to more robust discussions, helping to identify potential risks and opportunities that a single leader might or probably will miss. Now, we also want to balance decision making by diluting the concentration of power. Empowering team members with their areas of expertise dilutes the concentration of decision-making power that might otherwise rest solely with the one leader. And this this diluting can prevent the autocratic decision-making that sometimes plagues teams with a single dominant leader. And I'm guaranteeing you know teams with the dysfunction that I'm talking about here. Another benefit is this improves team dynamics and morale, encouraging autonomy and ownership. Because by recognizing team members as experts in their fields, this will likely make them feel more autonomous and encourage them to take greater ownership of their work. This ownership, uh, this sense of responsibility can lead to higher motivation and job satisfaction. I call it give people a reputation to live up to. I hired you, Sally, because you're an expert in marketing, and I rely on you to bring me new concepts, new ideas, new strategies to make us better. Give them a reputation to live up to. Another way to improve team dynamics is to create a learning environment. 
Every team that values specialized intelligence encourages a culture of learning and mutual respect. And as team members learn from each other, the overall team intelligence grows, creating a dynamic and adaptive environment. Don't bring people onto the team who are fully baked with a fixed mindset. Bring people on with a growth mindset. They're continually learning. So how do we implement strategies for leaders to effectively manage smarter teams? Because it's a different skill set. The leader has to become a facilitator. Leaders should see themselves as facilitators of dialogue and collaboration. I'm doing more facilitation skills training with leadership teams than I ever have in the past. That's because everyone has access to information. Everyone has access to artificial intelligence these days. We should foster an environment where all team members feel comfortable contributing their expertise. And if they don't have expertise, they probably shouldn't be on the team in the first place. So here's another strategy. Embrace humility and curiosity. Leaders must be comfortable with not always being the expert and demonstrate humility and a willingness to learn from their team members. Curiosity and openness to new ideas are vital traits for leaders in such dynamic teams. And then, as you might guess, one of the things I wanted to end with is develop emotional intelligence. You would be shocked how many of the leaders, the CEOs, the executives that I coach lack emotional intelligence. And it's so important, people. Leaders need to be adept at managing a range of personalities and ensuring that all team members feel valued and understood. If you've never studied the Enneagram, you are in for a treat. It gives you nine personality types, and each one of those nine people have to be managed a little bit differently. That is emotional intelligence. And it's crucial for navigating the complexities of human dynamics in teams with diverse expertise. So what does all this mean? I promised you something interesting at the end. Well, it might be intimidating or challenging for a leader. If you're the smartest person on your team, you might be afraid to hire individuals smarter than you are in specific areas. But the benefits of such an approach are manifold. It leads to a more innovative, resilient, and dynamic team capable of tackling complex problems with a comprehensive, well-rounded approach. Think of it in terms of athletics. The more athletic a team becomes, the better the team has a chance to win. Same thing with intelligence. The more intelligent a team becomes, the better its chance for winning. For teams to thrive, especially in a complex and rapidly changing environment, embracing collective intelligence of diverse and specialized team members, it's not just beneficial people, it's essential. Now, if you haven't already done so, subscribe to this podcast. I drop about an episode a month, and we're getting wonderful feedback all over the world. And it is such an honor. We're about to enter our fifth season, and uh, I'm blown away by the response that I get from other continents. Uh, if you want to interact with me, it's really simple. 
really simple. Just go to www.johngrubs.com. You can uh, you can suggest topics. You can ask questions about a previous topic. You can find free information. My blog is there. You can read articles that I produce. You can see videos of me on YouTube. There is a comprehensive amount of information there for you to have just by going to www.johngrubs.com. If you want to ask me a question on my website, I always answer questions from followers, from fans. So please feel free to ask me a question or to explore one of these topics more deeply or even propose something that you want me to talk about on this podcast. Because remember, this podcast is not for the average. This podcast is not for the ordinary. This podcast is for people who move against the grain. This podcast is for people who want to love the game of business. This podcast is for people crazy enough to win. Until next time.